Warning, the following program has been rated M for mature due to language, vulgarity, and sexual innuendo. However, my voice is rated EM because it's easy to masturbate to. Unlike the losers you're about to hear, enjoy the show. Hating on all dogma, Michael wants to fuck Obama. Big lovable ginger bear Prancing on like he doesn't care Boggs is the pivot man Trying to get any dick he can We liberal douches Have many excuses For you to give up your God Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Intellectual Saviors. Just in case you didn't know, apart from taking his time off from not helping those with terminally terminally ill, oh my god, I'm done with this already. Two. We get to give Eric a two today. <laughs> Dude, he, he's beating me awesome. now. He's, he's getting worse every week. Hey, I'm, I'm getting better. Okay, so short from trying to not help the terminally ill and all the thousands of kids that starve to death every single day. 27% of Americans believe that God determines the outcome of who wins the Super Bowl. And then 53% think that God also rewards sports stars who promote their faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So can we bring up Tebow? Because he kind of got shafted in his career. Well, in the little uh, the New York Daily News article that I'm reading, uh, it shows a picture of Tebow like hosting a little prayer. <laughs> He rewards. I mean, sure, he made right. money and stuff. And that's I thought great, that Michael fucked up the end. opening. I think I fucked up the opening. Yeah, you can edit out that first second there. <laughs> the you guys, will, is we can always just go back and like mute his mic for that you, part of editing. You but. guys will never hear me talking over the beginning because we'll edit that shit out. <laughs> Actually, I can kind of edit my fuck up too. <laughs> <a little bit. laughs> There'll that's, just be a gas. That part's wrong. You'll hear. That part's part of the show. Yeah, There's, you'll just hear like a little just. And then it'll be mass chaos, talking. and he'll start it. Yeah. <laughs> the fuck just happened? God damn it! So welcome to the show. Mine's forever. Everybody who's listens, Eric. Eric actually called me today. Just a shout out to our listeners. Eric called me today, and he was saying, "Dude, I think something's wrong with the site that we're on." I was like, "Okay, well, what's what's wrong with it?" He's like, "We've like doubled our hits." <laughs> Dude, it <laughs> was what was wrong. Here's the thing, though. It's like earlier, you know, in the week, I always kind of like just check up on it and kind of look at what what's happening. And like the last two episodes, like they really they weren't going off that great, but I mean they were doing okay. And then uh, like the site went down and it wasn't showing anything, and I'm just like, okay, whatever. And then I go back on uh, today before I went into work, and I saw that government cheese had 88 hits. And then Working Socially had 70 hits. And I was like, whoa, that's like double of what it was last time I checked. And then I started looking at past episodes and like Still Dreaming or One About Racism is at 277 hits. Yeah. It was like barely over 100 last time I saw it. People love racism, <laughs> man. It's like, what the fuck? And like every single one besides for Get Schooled, no offense, Boggs, isn't doing that great <laughs> by comparison to the rest of them. God damn it. 
Actually, I'm really surprised that Guns Are Bad isn't doing that great either. But I think it's just like people are going to the most recent. I feel categories. at this point, I feel at this point, Guns are just it's so cliche. I'm so beat down by talking about it. I just want to move on. That might be yeah. one reason why. I'm Although like, we put eh, that whatever. out beforehand, but it's pretty. Uh, yeah, the irony to that for people who don't know our history is that was the week before Newtown. We did our Guns episode. Yeah. So yes, shout out to uh, our listeners. Thanks for uh, spreading the word and uh, doubling good, our hits. The good. Uh, we appreciate you. The good word that we have. <laughs> We're fighting the good fight. That's what I always tell everybody. <laughs> fighting the good fight. Yeah, fighting the good fight while making you offended. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With some dick and fart jokes. Oh, my. Are you going to... Have we actually used a fart joke? I don't think we really no, have. No, no. That's well, just you, part of our little You talk about thing, but... eating shit and everything. I mean, um, it's still ass-related. Do you want to introduce us in a song there? <laughs> that's fucking Mr. bullshit. Mr. Guitar Man. <laughs> you want to introduce us via song again? No, let's do it. bullshit. We have Eric. We have Benz. We have me. <laughs> you always talk during this. You need to fucking sing. That's why we pay you to be on the show. We, we do not pay him at all. No, there's no fucking way we pay him. None of us get paid. We got the ginger bear, and he's ranting like he doesn't care. <laughs> they already know that. So? Okay, you're just redoing the song just in a <laughs> Yeah, it's just, it's okay. a, this is like the dramatic <laughs> right, emotional right, kid. Keep going, keep going. Benz. You're still as gay as my. Ooh, I shouldn't use that one. Whoa. My... <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Uh, never mind. And then we've got. Oh, and then there's me. Hey, bitch, you need to back off that <laughs> mic a little the bit. Fucking best part of the show. Well, it's very phallic in shape, so it's. It's very phallic. He is wrapping his lips around it. And I have my lips That's true. You should ask Bog's wife. Oh, oh shit. Snap. <laughs> now we're going to play an A minor chord to see how pissed I am. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking dick. I'm going to rape you now. What? You know, you know how it goes straight from, and not like I'm gonna kick your ass, I'm gonna fuck you up, I'm gonna rape you. That's what it goes right into. I think that eye says for an it all. Eye, just like Christ. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> or in this case, asshole for asshole. Mm. This show's so failed already. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the introduction via song. It, Big thank you to Gray Bulware for running the boards tonight. Yeah. Unfortunately, Kristen had another run-in with a bear, and this time he was freaking for real. No, actually, she went to do some missionary work in Africa, so <laughs> we don't know we don't know if she's going to return to the show or not. Yeah, she she's might, taking a, some time off. She might get off. AIDS while she's over there. Oh my god! You know, actually, the irony to this is: Did you know that Portia Jesus is actually Christ. moving to Kenya? Did you hear about that, Eric? No. Yeah, we've got a friend that's actually going to Kenya. I don't know if she's going to do permanent missionary work or if she's actually just going to try to make a living over there. Mm-hmm. But she's actually moving from U.S. to Kenya. Oh, good luck to her. She loves it over there. I don't know why. She really does. She, she really like does. the black cock. She oh, my she God. She certainly doesn't like Whitey. Jesus Christ, this show is... Let's start the whole thing over. <laughs> no, we got to keep going. we got to keep what? going. What? We're not racist. I'm just calling it as I see it. I'm not... It's not about its color. It's just about how big it is, man. Yeah. I mean, we had the Still Dreaming episode. That's On true. top of that, I helped out a black couple today that's car broke down. That's why I was a little late getting home. 
That's so sweet of well, you. Kind of nice. They were, they were struggling. So you I know, actually, this is something to bring up. I had to use my whitey muscles. This is actually something <laughs> we should bring up on a uh, <laughs> on a really more serious tone, since that's kind of what the show is about, isn't it? Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. Sure. <laughs> sure. Whatever. But you, say, you know, when we said last week, like, hey, maybe you should care about one another. Maybe you should, uh, you know, show that you actually do care about your community. <laughs> care about what? I, uh, no, I had to point this out. I, I did actually help out this black couple uh, push their car into the gas station because they were out of gas. And um, and then you mugged him. No, no, no. The lady was like, oh, he's such a sweet man. I'm like, I'm just your neighborhood friendly atheist. <laughs> Ran off. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> fucking salute and then turn around. Like, and I want ass. people to know, like, hey, yeah, I'm doing good shit and I'm an atheist. Guess what? Well, you know, this is actually we've touched on this in prior shows. It's the morality episode. Just because you're not Christian doesn't mean you don't have good morals. <laughs> And frankly, but I had to point that out because I know for a fact that she's probably thinking in her head, oh, what a good Christian man. And I had to like just force the issue and be like, no, nope, atheist. All right. So maybe Eric is a, not a good example about what you should do. As a good <laughs> no, Samaritan, but all the same, <laughs> bring in religion. And he, brought, he brought politics into a goddamn f- fucking assistant. Oh, no, God I only brought it, it in because she's probably assuming that I'm Christian. That bitch but is, now you're assuming that she's assuming. He's Captain Atheist Most over here. Most people assume automatically that I'm Christian because I'm white and I live in Texas. Okay, that's fair. I guess, you know, honestly, frankly, people probably do think that this yes. this show would people never happen People always assume that I'm Christian. <laughs> always. <laughs> so, okay, and then well, they wonder why I'm so outspoken about it. Like, duh. You got anything uh, to add, Boggs, besides... Uh, besides how small your dick is? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I do, have, I do have other things to add. And really, I don't know how you can judge the size of just because it's been your mouth. <laughs> Well, if he can't deep throat the motherfucker, that's kind of how he knows. Yeah. Now, I don't really mean to uh, incriminate myself in any way, but Eric does have a slapping good those tonsils point. around. I know that much. <laughs> so what? That's a good like three and a half inches. <laughs> <laughs> that's all it takes. No, you fucktards. That's all it fucking takes. Anyway, so uh, yeah, I actually do have stuff to add that's actually serious. You. Okay, so go ahead. We got about three whoa, minutes, whoa. and we're cutting you off. So go. No, actually, Eric's gonna team up with me on this one because it's a. Uh, oh, I bet he It's is. a reply to a friend of mine that came over this week and told us that uh, the only thing he, he actually he says he listens to the show a lot and he likes it. He just doesn't like. I actually we, listen to his show a lot too. So yeah, he's got a show. Yeah, I can't he, remember the site that he used, he's, but he's got a podcast as well. It's called well, Digital it's, Frustration. Yeah, it's different. Is it on iTunes? Yeah. Okay, there yeah, you go, guys. They, they Look talk up about digital frustration on iTunes. Yeah, it, it's, it's not like ours. Games. It's very geeky stuff, and they talk about anime, and they talk about video games and movies and all kinds of other shit. Nerds. Yeah, they're, they're more socially... Yeah, totally different from ours. They're not politically charged. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just something different. But anyway, he was uh, telling me the only thing he didn't like about our uh, show was when we brought up you know, how much we don't like Christianity. And basically, his point was... He felt that we were uh, slightly hypocritical in the fact that we call them wrong. We say that their beliefs are wrong and uh, that we're right. And, it, I mean, it's – I can see what people think when they when they say stuff like that because, you know, they don't like to be judged. But the thing is, if you believe anything at all, you believe inherently that everything else is wrong. That's just the, the fact of it. If I came out and said I am Christian, that automatically assumes to everyone who doesn't believe with that particular sect or that particular religion that you're wrong. Atheism is not what I believe in, so it's wrong. You know, agnosticism, you're just, you're wrong. Muslims, you're wrong. So, you know, the fact that you believe in something like that, you're telling everyone else that they're wrong. So I'm not really sure that you're a hypocrite just because you believe something someone else doesn't. 
That includes atheism and agnosticism. I mean, I, I, I sort of see his point. Like, it, it's, it's hard for us to say that people are wrong for saying that people are wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. It seems hypocritical on the surface. But ultimately, what it comes down to is that the way that we structure our lives and how we think and how we act is determined by the best explanation of how everything around us works. And that's it. We look at the evidence that we have. We go based off of the best evidence that we do have, and that's how we structure our lives. They structure their lives over a book that was written thousands of years ago from men who didn't even have a word for science. Plain and simple. The, and this is what I was telling you earlier when you told me about this, that the hypocrisy isn't that and what he was pointing out. The hypocrisy is when a religion changes its viewpoint, still keeps the book that condemns the actions that they partake in, but they change the way that they view everything because it suits society today. Because, I mean, you look at when Christianity was first coming out, I mean, they slaughtered thousands of pagans, and then it got even worse with the Crusades and Muslims, and then it got even worse with uh, the Inquisition, I mean, it was just a continually just horrible thing of pe them just killing people because they didn't believe in that. They figured out really fast that, eh, well, not really fast. It took thousands of years to figure it out. But they figured out eventually that that's not the best way to go about it. That maybe we shouldn't kill everybody who doesn't think that we do. And maybe just try and convert them. Because after all, how are you going to get money if you kill everybody who doesn't believe what you do, instead of converting them, getting them pews, and having them tip God. Which is he weird. also mentioned he didn't like organized religion for the same reason. I, I get that, and actually Gray responded to our little response, and he had somewhat of a point as well that you know some churches, they do give back to the communities as far as to the homeless and the needy and all that stuff. And there are some small churches that do. Uh, Not the big ones. Definitely not the big ones. And then if they do anything, they just send people off in missionary work. And really, I mean, what good is that? Just like, like Kristen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but ultimately, it's all under guise. They they always have an objective or plan. It's not just like doing something nice and just leaving it at that. Unfortunately, I'm abiding to that by just helping people out, pushing their car into a parking lot and going, this is your friendly atheist. <laughs> atheist man. But I'm using their tactics, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm doing good things under the uh, name of atheism. So <laughs> I'm using their uh, tactics against them. But You are a hypocrite. That's for true. But like I said, that, that's where the hypocrisy lies, is when you have a book that tells you to do something and you, you don't do it, and then just say, oh, well, you're taking it out of context. Or, oh, the church has changed. Well, the book, I mean, there's been subtle changes, but not really. It hasn't changed. Like, you still are not supposed to eat shellfish. <laughs> That's in there like five fucking times. How many times does God condemn homosexuality? Uh, I think twice. So actually, eating shellfish is worse than fucking getting, getting it in the butt. So... I don't know. Ask Bog about that. <laughs> no, my may, question may, was, what about giving it in the book? Maybe, that... maybe Christians need to kind of look at themselves in the mirror and think about what they're actually believing in. And really, I mean, when it comes down to it, you have to read your book. If you don't read your book and you don't educate yourself on that, you have no right to talk to me about condemning your faith, period. 
That's fair. There you go. Anyway, so uh, the other thing I had was... <laughs> no offense to our friend, by the way. But no, no, it's fine. Fuck him. Well, I mean, whoa, he had a... Whoa, you don't know him. You're that's why I can say that. Yeah, dude, whatever. No, <laughs> Freedom had, of speech, I bitch. Think he, I think he just... He spoke from his heart, and he, he just thought that that was... No, it's all right. I mean, that's fine. That's his opinion. That's... But I do agree it's that... It's all gravy. I'll I, look. I can't... I can't tell you... Like, like, this is a politically charged show, and as such, you know... We're going to hit people's buttons, absolutely. Basically, I mean, like, there's nothing else I can really say about him. And that doesn't mean I don't like him or that I'm against him or whatever. Like, most of my friends are Christians, and I, I just... Yeah. I don't bring it up. I mean, if they want to bring it up, that's fine, but, uh, you know, they're never going to convert well, this me. Well, this is kind, of, this is kind of the point, too, is, like, just because I don't agree with damn near anything that my family does, for instance, because my family is so contrary to how I am. Yeah. They're still my family. I still love them. I still want to be around a lot of my family. Absolutely. Um, you know. And that works like vice versa, too. My, my friends are very, uh, they, they have a lot of enjoyment around me, and it, it has nothing to do with my atheism. It's just that they understand that, you know, if they want to be good Christians, they can't just shun everybody just because of, you know, the, they so don't the, believe So they can't they be believe. Mormon? <laughs> that's pretty much fair yeah so yeah the other point I was going to make is um, actually Michael you'll appreciate this because it was from your friend Brian I don't appreciate anything you have to say whoa apparently whoa. I pissed Mike you said off, you're going to fucking rape me <laughs> well fuck you well dude whatever you can't rape the willing Michael just wants to <laughs> get Boggs to shut up in a very sexual way, though. Anyway, so uh, Brian was telling me this Muscling week. Muscling with my balls. Brian's a guy that we. Wow. <laughs> I'm gonna give that a minute to sink All in right. for the crowd and let them laugh. Okay, go ahead. Okay, they left it off. Now, <laughs> Boggs just wants to visualize Brian, himself. Oh yeah. Your friend Brian was telling me this week we were talking about. Oh, you uh, feel those balls rubbing on your chin. He had a God Almighty, dude. Let me finish my fucking point. <laughs> Anyway, so he has this post up that says, um, why can't the Obama administration pass a uh, a budget in 1,200 days, but they can pass a gun restriction law in like a few days? They haven't. They haven't yet. It's actually just proposed. The second thing is, and um, get done. it's social pressure is the other thing. Like, this is me just answering the question. The, the thing is, is, you know, when you talk about the budget, that was the first I'd heard that they hadn't actually passed a budget in four years and you would think that that would be kind of big news but there's no media no. pressure and there's no social pressure to do so so you know if they're not if they're not feeling pressure from their constituents why the fuck bother why make it a big deal they never follow the budget anyway so it doesn't uh, matter i was about to say like they, they've even said themselves like as big of a deal as the republicans try to put this like budget crisis in into play they themselves even say like it's just a guideline we don't necessarily follow it well, so shit it's happens like, on a very large scale all the time. And not only that, but like we said, and I believe it was a past episode, the government's not a business. In a business, you run a budget, and you are you try to stick to that budget as strict as possible because that's how you make your money. The government's not a fucking business. Like, I mean, I understand if they want to have some kind of guideline or if they want to have some kind of idea of how they can uh, manage the money to best suit the needs of what they need to take care of. But other than that, like, and ultimately it doesn't matter because they're going to be wasteful anyway and nobody's going to give a shit and nobody's going to do anything about it. So, Well, whatever. Who cares? The point is, though, <laughs> well, his response back to me, his response back to me, though, was why do you give your party a free ride? Because they haven't passed this budget in four years. Now, 
I don't know if the audience really understands this part yet either, but I'm not really a Democrat. So my response back was, well, that's awkward because I don't actually have a political party. I'm more libertarian-minded. So I don't really like to – and the other thing that I think, and this is something that you know, I've, I've held to since high school because of the things that I learned from just fucking English class and transcendentalism and stuff. But I don't really like to have labels attached to me because I don't want my thinking done for me. I don't like people to know that I'm libertarian-minded because then what do they say? Yeah. No, he's just a libertarian. They fucking. put you in a box. They, they put you in a box. They understand your whole argument, and then they move on like it's a cliché. So for anybody who holds to I'm a Republican, I think you're a fucking idiot. That's just the truth to it. If you say the same thing about being a Democrat, your thinking has been done for you. For the most part, yes. And that's the thing. I don't I hate it when somebody like even Michael has said he's liber he's liberal minded. He has liberal minded ideas. But he already has said on this show he doesn't agree with a lot of the things Democrats do. One being clean coal. We no, brought that up several times. Well, because they're pussies and they don't and they're pussies. stand up for their shit. And they don't stand up for their shit. Who would really <laughs> want to stand up for a pile of feces, though? Anyway, but that's the point is, you know. Depends. You know, please, please, please think What's for yourself. What's the color? Oh, God damn it. I don't know what you're talking about We're anymore. We're devolving. If, if, if you're <laughs> so a person rapidly. that's like that, I urge you to put aside labels like that and think about an issue as unbiased as you can before you develop a bias. I disagree. You an opinion. Live your life by labels. All right, so here's the deal. <laughs> I Buy kinda, a shirt with a brand on it, God damn it! I kind of want to get back because one of the stories I have is kind of Michael in touch with what I'm you guys are talking about. You guitar, what you guys were talking about so earlier you know. with the whole fucking you know atheism, like the thing about Christians putting their goddamn uh, Christians putting their cocks in your mouth. Not that I got a story on that later. We'll get back into that, but um. No, more like them imposing their will on you. They have, um, you know, do you think that things are kind of getting a little bit more open and liberal, you know, with the passing of the, uh, you know, the marijuana legalization and some of the gay marriage and stuff? Gay marriage, gay marriage, yeah. (laughs) But this just shows that we haven't evolved that much yet. There are four four states now considering laws that are challenging the teaching of evolution in schools. Kansas is one of them. Nope. Oh my God! Amazing. Kansas isn't one of them. Don't worry about it. It'll come around eventually. Uh, It'll come around yeah, because they're Kansas, Colorado, Missouri, Montana, and Oklahoma. Oklahoma is no surprise yeah, at all. No surprise. Um, but these are Hicks. kind of examples Honestly, of what's in the bill. Lives in Montana anyway. <laughs> okay, for instance, <laughs> in Oklahoma. The bill would oblige the state to help teachers find more effective ways to represent the science curriculum where it addresses scientific controversies. Maybe he wants blues. And their controversies are specifically biological evolution, the chemical origins of life, and global warming and human cloning. So we have to human teach... cloning? Th- those are, yeah, those are going to be scientific controversies that the teachers need Ooh, to address. Yeah. Shit, global up. warming's controversial. And it, it's the same. It, the Dude, Colorado okay. bill, the Montana, are very similar to that. Okay, so we're gonna. Okay, this. God damn it. This is gonna. <laughs> this is gonna spawn me to go ahead and push forward the education thing that I've been pushing off because Eric doesn't like me to do this. Well, we're gonna I'm push it off now. You've already fucked up too much time with your asshole Whatever. raping talk, you son of a bitch. What the hell are you talking about? I'm just saying that eventually don't, we're going to discuss. Don't ask him. The notion that high school has censorship and is. Part of the reason why I think the education is a little bit less because they're not allowed to tell you things about, like for instance, when I was talking to you guys about um, like the gender gap for rape or for uh, wages, right? Right. Or how about uh, <laughs> there's a gender gap for rape? There's <laughs> women a lot get- more women getting raped than men. He's got a lot of stuff about what ass the and fuck rape is on his mind tonight. 
Anyway, wage... Men have every right to get raped just as much as women. <laughs> That's a good point. They do. This is a free country. I'm saying that there's a wage gap between sexes, between races. There's a, a wage gap. When you talk about that in school and you bring up that kind of stuff, I was told I couldn't bring that up at a high school class when I was giving a speech to them. I couldn't, give, I couldn't bring that up. I couldn't bring up... Here's the math behind how you do... like. Uh, a discrimination factor when you have like wages that are set equal to each other. Yeah, I couldn't talk about that. I couldn't talk about things that are happening right now in society that have nothing to do with vulgarity, that have nothing to do with you know mm. me cursing, mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. instance. Mm-hmm. I would I would literally be saying if there's a preferred race, <laughs> this is the math behind. Why- God damn you, son of a bitch! You knew it was coming. I know. You I've been trolling the shit out of Guitar Man too. So. I don't have a fucking guitar, so I have limited shit I can do. You can burp and fart on the mic i can i don't ever put my ass up to the mic hey i don't know if you guys saw this i thought this was really fucked up did you hear about that um the shit that came out about nasa with the you remember the columbia spaceship blew up in 2003 you're talking about yes you saw this did you hear about this bogs nasa came out the flight director of nasa came out and said that they knew that the space shuttle was going to blow up when it came back in entry check check this shit out they said that after the takeoff they noticed that a briefcase sized chunk of foam broke off of the engine and collided with the wing and it gouged a hole in like the protective layer that you know protected it when it came back in from the heat when did they actually know though when it was in the air they knew it like literally after they got up there and they saw it and and they knew it. And so this, this is was before they actually fired up engines. Yes. Yep. Well, oh, no, 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 wow. no, 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 no. They, no, no, they had no. already after launch. They had already launched. Like when they were leaving the atmosphere, it broke off and oh. did the damage. So it said when they when it became clear that the orbiter was seriously damaged and likely wouldn't survive reentry, the flight director John Harpold said um, to this flight director at the time, uh, "You know, there's nothing we can do about the damage to the uh, thermal protective system. If it had been damaged, it's probably better not to know. I think the crew would rather not know. Don't you think it would be better for them to have a happy, successful flight and die unexpectedly during entry than to stay in orbit knowing that there's nothing to be done until the air ran out? So they didn't even tell them, of course. They're just like, dude, we're just going to let them fucking come back and just blow the fuck up because they didn't want to let them know because they couldn't do anything about it anyway. Is that not fucked up, man? I, mean, I honestly don't know what to tell you. I don't know what the right call is there. Because half of me tough. says, well... That is. That's half really of me tough. says, wow, what an asshole. You should have said something. The other half says, man, if I were in that position, I wouldn't want to know. I would like to just die and not know it. I think so, too, but I think... But, I don't I mean, know. Shit. I don't know. That's a tough call, but I saw that and I was like, Jesus that, that Christ, That is a man. really, really tough call. I mean, what the hell do you do? Like, you're, they can't send up another shuttle and, like, repair the shit. It's, it's just not going to happen. That's the only thing I was thinking is I wonder how long they it would take like, them to get it ready to get up there. They couldn't connect with the space shuttle and do anything. I mean, it's, there's just so much stuff that they're... I mean, unfortunately, that's a danger of going into space as of right now because yeah. we focus too much money on other bullshit. They should have waited that. until right before they are going to come in to re-enter and go, Oh, by the way, guys, we just want to let you, <laughs> let you know... I don't know. But anyway, that's a pisser. But going back to all you lovely you lovely listeners out there that haven't heard our show on fracking yet, I uh, highly recommend it. It's a fantastic piece of uh, work on our part. Um, we discussed it. You know, a lot of the times they can't do anything about these fracking contaminating the wells and everything because they don't have any evidence to prove that the it's you know from the fluids and the chemicals and shit from these oil companies and stuff doing the fracking. So some scientists have came up with a um, basically a way that they may be able to link the fracking fluids to a particular oil company 
um, to prove that if the well water gets contaminated, they can do the testing and prove it's them. And um, we have a clip from one of the scientists that explained the process. Andrew Barron is a scientist at Rice University in Houston. You need something that's non-hazardous, non-toxic, as close to a naturally occurring material as possible. As he's talking, Barron is holding up a vial of what looks like rusty water because that's what it is. So what we did was we developed what you might call a nano-rust, it's iron oxide. He's developing atomic-sized nanoparticles, each with its own identifiable characteristics. Barron holds a tiny magnet to the vial, and the particles begin gathering where the magnet touches the vial. It's never been used yet, but that's how it would work. You'd inject the rusty solution with the fracking fluid, and if groundwater later was thought to be contaminated, the nano-rust could be extracted from it with a magnet and would identify which drilling operation was the culprit. But would the industry want its drilling fluid to be traceable? The scientists say tracers could be ready for use in coming months. And there's been interest by some Texas legislators to make use of the tracers mandatory. Hmm. See, I think that's good news. I think that's awesome. And, yes. you know, frankly, if first off, what this marks here, by the way, this is a solution to a problem that they're going to have that they can't really say no to. I mean, if you say no to it, why would you say no if you're not trying to hide something? That's the thing. So. The industry keeps saying, well, there's nothing you get. We can't do anything to do the test. And, you know, if there's anything we could do, you know, we'd give into it. And now they finally have an idea and they're doing the testing on this now and everything shows that it works. So eventually this is going to come to fruition where they're going to have it. And then we'll see what happens with these energy companies and, and stuff. If yeah, they'll actually and exactly. Take now, it. let me let me just point out this, too. If OK, and I'm definitely saying if if they can take the tracer in their chemicals that they use for fracking, right? And it comes back and they never find a tracer because it never contaminates water. Good for them. That's fine. You know, I don't think I have as much of an issue with it. My yeah. problem is I really doubt that they're going to even want the tracer because I'm pretty sure they've contaminated water sources before, oh, which course. is why they've had lawsuits that yeah. they've settled out of court before. That's yep. why, like these Texas legislators say, that they want to pass a law saying that in order for these companies to do the fracking, they'll have to take it. So yeah, we'll see what tracer. happens. So hopefully we'll keep up on it and see what happens. Um, we got another clip to play here. Uh, this is, you guys are going to love this. This is the craziest fucking thing that I think I heard this week. This is a radio host named Kevin Swanson. He's also a pastor, by the way. So, you know, he's an upstanding Imagine dude. Imagine that. Yeah, he's interviewing a guy named Kevin Peoples, who has an anti-contraception documentary called Birth Control, How Do We Get Here, about to come out. And they're talking about the effects of birth control on a woman's womb. So you'll love this. I'm beginning to get some evidence from certain doctors and scientists that have done uh, research on uh, women's wombs and uh, after they've gone through the surgery. And they've compared the wombs of women who were on the birth control pill versus those who were not on the birth control pill. And they have found that with women who are on the birth control pill, there are these little tiny fetuses, these little babies that are embedded into the womb. They're just like dead, dead babies. They're on the inside of the womb. And these wombs of women who have been on the birth control pill effectively have become graveyards for lots and lots of little babies. I heard that. What? Exactly. I heard that and I was like, holy <laughs> shit, dude. Like the Republican, like first it's all like. Fuck all the eggs that they drop every month. Yeah. For, I love it. It goes from a woman can't get pregnant from getting raped to now her Fucking womb has turned into a big goddamn graveyard of dead fetuses because she's on the pill. It's fucking great. I mean, they just get crazier and fucking crazier. Oh, man. I fucking loved it. 
And um, so that was that. I just I, I heard that, and I was like, I got the sound for it. I was like, you guys got to hear that. You'll love this. Okay, cool. And then, and then we need to move on to the topic. So we're going to finish off here with uh, our favorite segment. It is the Dick of the Week. Now, this one was tough. Eric gave me an idea for one, and uh, I thought about using it. It wasn't too bad, but... This is actually from the story I did last week about uh, your favorite priest of all time, Archdiocese, uh, or Archbishop, I should say, fucking Mahoney. Yay. Mahorney. Mahorney. You want to? I was going to say, you want to do comment? some more I singing about. I would if we about... had more time, but apparently I'm constricted, so I'm just going to. You are, so shut it. the fuck up so I can get through this. Well, anyway, here's the thing. Like, he, you know, we, like we said, he covered up like 30, at the time, all this information came out that he covered up like 30 different priests molesting like 500 fucking kids. You know, we were just sending them off to get. <laughs> Send them off to get fucking dick, um, you know, counseling shit out of state and all, all this shit just to cover it up. But the thing was, originally it came out that, you know, it, this was all happening before he took over. And then, of course, he stepped down from his role. Well, Morning. more shit's come out this week and it's fucking, down. it's much bigger than it originally was. No, he didn't really li- leave his role completely. He's still a member of the church. He's still doing um, confirmations, mass, everything involved. He just doesn't have the title of archbishop. And they have a new archbishop. His name's Jose Gomez. Jose Gomez. And more information came out this week. It wasn't just 30 priests that he was covering up for. It was 114 different priests in this diocese that he was covering up for. And this bishop basically said this week that he's taken away his role as being able to do, you know, mass and confirmation still where he's just going to go into an administrative role. That was 140? 114. 114. Now, that think calls, about this way. That calls for a clash course. When those 30, when those, <laughs> when those 35, when is it had the files on the 30 priests, remember they're saying there was about 500 kids. So think about that 30 priests, 500 kids. Think about how many fucking kids are probably involved when they open up all these files. And this is where I was confused. I told Eric, I don't know if I should fucking, incl- if he should be Dick of the Week or this Jose Gomez, this Archbishop should be Dick of the Week for just now relieving him <laughs> of these roles. And then not only did they knock him down, but according to the diocese and the Vatican all the way up, even though he's lost his role, you know, as being a player in the church and he's just on the admin side now, he's still considered a priest in good standing. <laughs> so, wow. He, he, well, maybe that's because he's innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. It, it's pretty much proven out. He didn't just cover up things that were going on. This shit continued going the whole time he was in, and he continued to cover it up. It wasn't okay. like because at first he was like, "Well, this shit was going on before I came in." So I don't know who the, who the biggest dick is in this mess. I don't know if it's him, the new bishop, for fucking allowing him to stay on, or if we could just take it all the way up and just say the fucking whole Catholic Church from right, the Vatican on, on down. I, I seriously, I seriously apologize to everyone everyone for this joke but ask the kids who has the who's the biggest dick <laughs> i'm so sorry i i, I just want to say it because i knew i knew that it would be, well i don't know I who dick of the week is but i know go, who got fucking line of the show <laughs> thank you appreciate that so I was wow. going to say, I was going to ask you guys, who do you think should fucking get this? Because I'm somebody in this fucking mess has to be the goddamn, probably dick of the year is going to be the winner here. Um, Dude, probably the guy who was covering up, I would think, the guy who actually did all the actions. Just say fucking Mahorny. Because, 
Yeah. That's just, I, I just read that. I mean, the story last week was bad enough. And then I'm reading the additional part of this. I'm like, this is just so fucking ridiculous. That so, is fucking ridiculous. I don't know. I, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so, okay. So we'll say former Archbishop Mahoney. Yeah, let's go with that. Major fucking dick of the week. Big and time. That's two weeks in a row. Well, he didn't win it last week. I should have gave it to him. Damn it. Okay. I forgot about that. So are we actually going to do the uh, yes, topic Topic now? Yeah, the great segue, guys, into the topic of climate change. <laughs> Child molestation <laughs> into global climate. warming. Yeah. It goes from priest-fucking-kids to God-fucking-the-earth. <laughs> okay, I guess that's kind of a segue. Actually, it's humanity-fucking-the-earth. Yeah, it is, because there is no God. Sorry. Sorry, kids. <sighs> Sorry, Christians. All right. I guess uh, you're going to start this off, Michael? Or? The only thing, I, I want to go for... I'll go first just to set it up, and then we'll let Bog take her, because okay. I want to see all the genius he's got memorized. But I just want to make a statement right off the bat before we even get into the whole climate change thing is a lot of, you know, times, you know, winter will roll, roll around. If fucking we have a blizzard, then all the asshole right-wingers are like, oh, look at that, fucking global warming, blah, blah, blah. So they're fucking idiots. And I just want to put out, there is a difference between weather and climate. Uh, weather is conditions in the atmosphere over a short period of time. Like, you know, you can do a weather forecast for like a five-day period or something. Correct. Climate is how the atmosphere behaves over a relatively long period of time. We're talking about, you know, decades, hundreds of years, thousands of years. It's not fucking, oh, next week it's fucking going to be hotter than normal. So that means there's global warming or we had a fucking blizzard out of season. So that means there's no, it's, that's not the way it works. So we've got that under control because fucking people aren't too bright and don't understand that. You want to start us off? And I'm going to shit all over everything you say, man. Well, Michael pointed out that I memorized a lot of things because no, we didn't. <clears throat> I read a uh, I read the EPA article on uh, what they had found, and the only point that I really had was that, you know, because so many people try to talk about how this is a natural thing, and that's why it's not, you know, the global warming thing isn't a concern for humanity because we don't have any part in it. It's just a natural process. And the first thing is, if you really think about this logically, your cars that you drive every day, especially in America, and soon to be China with their SUVs, emit a shit pile of chemicals into the air. And it's not a big deal for one car to do so. It is a monster deal when all of your highways are packed with cars, right? And they're dumping all this, especially over, you know, San Francisco, for instance, where they have, like, entire days like, okay, the fog is going to be ridiculous today, or smog, I should say. But, you know, the EPA, they, the website that you have, I literally go to the EPA website and look up climate change. But from what I've uh, read on there, the reason that they feel that it's such a human interaction is because anytime that you talk about things post pre, uh, or I'm sorry, post industrial age, all the rates, all the shut up, Mike, fuck you. What are you knowing about? You fucked hard. You're doing great. Keep it up. Why don't you go then, asshole? <laughs> Since you have the paper in front of you. I, yeah, I think he's uh, more or less making fun of you because you're telling people to go to the website. And you don't have any notes, and you're just kind of going off cuff. Goddamn. Um, go. Well, it is. It's uh, the thing is, is that sources <laughs> to me the EPA source is really awesome because that's an agency that it is awesome. Know, looks after. Fuck you, Mike. Just fucking whatever. I don't care anymore. I'm, I'm agreeing with you. It's an awesome source. Yeah, you're just agreeing with you, dude. Keep on going. That, you're doing good. Give me the guitar. You want me to play some guitar for you? <laughs> no, no, we do not want that. No, go, do not, go. It'll do just not be like Nirvana or some shit. No like shit. That. Go. Anyway, so they were talking about that. Uh, you know, since we've had a lot of carbon emissions, you know, post-industrial age, um, all of the rates that you have, like, in terms of temperature, they said that over the last, like, uh, like 200 years or so, 
the rate itself has been like 0.7 degrees Celsius. That's what they have actually measured over the entire span of time. And they're like, that's not that big a deal. 0.4 of that, all, you know, more than half of that rate has happened since our industrial age, our whole industrial revolution when we started having all these emissions. Half of that increase in temperature, uh, you know, on average over the year has happened since that emission has started. Yeah. So, and this is the thing is, you know, we, we can't really prove that that's going on, right? We can't prove that our emissions are causing that because it's not really a way to prove that. What you can do, though, is support a theory, which is what we've talked about on the show several times about science. And the correlation between your emissions increasing and literally half of that increase in temperature on average over the last, fuck, 100 years or so. <laughs> what else can you really say about it? Like, that's a very strong, strongly correlated, you know. What else can you say? Argument that they've had. I hate you, Michael. I really do. Well, I think also, like, people talk about that the, the Earth kind of goes ebb and flows. Like, you know, you have your ice ages and all that stuff. But what it comes down to is the, the, the it's the rate. Like, if you look, because they, they can go into ice cores in, uh, in the Arctic, and they can bring up, and they can measure, like, what the temperature was at certain times, and they can see what the climate was like uh you know, thousands and thousands of years in mm -hmm. the past. And yeah, there's always been an ebb and flow, but it seems to be that once humanity hits the industrial age, we're kind of making it almost hiccup. Like we're forcing the issue. Like it would be thousands of years down the road before something happens, but we're just pushing that envelope and we're making it change. I was going to say with some of the studies, they're saying, I mean, it because it's so much, like you're saying, over the last couple hundred years, it's gone up a certain amount. I got the facts. Or I'll look them up in a second. Um, but, yeah, and it's starting to increase at a more rapid pace. So they're saying that you're going to see major effects really within the next hundred years, 200 years, as opposed to, you know, where they can look over a couple thousand years, a period of time, and you'll see the same effects in the next couple you saw in the last couple thousand. And um, I know a lot of people, like, I was kind of wondering this too, you know, I know they, they have the scientists out in the field doing this and everything, how they kind of do figure out that the climate is changing. Like Eric said, you know, they do the different tests and stuff. And I looked up on the uh, National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration site, they have a lot of good information on there too, Boggs. You might want to check that site out. Well, I will, I will, Michael, you <laughs> fucking douche. But uh, how they do it, and this is what they do, they have thousands of land and ocean temperature measurements that re they record each day around the globe. Um, the measurements come from climate reference stations that are either weather stations, ships, bayous, autonomous gliders they have out in the ocean. And they do the measurements um, supplemented also with satellite measurements. So they process the measurements, examine them for um, random and systematic errors, and then they combine them to come up with a time series of uh, global temperature changes. So this is a daily occurrence, and like I said, there's thousands of these that they do. And um, kind of what you are saying earlier, Boggs, the global average temperature is like the thing that everybody kind of picks on as like the point to, you know, like, well, you we could see it's gone up this much. And they said in the, um, basically the globe ch climate change has shown an increase of about 1.4 degrees Fahrenheit, not Celsius, sorry, but, I don't say Celsius, but um, since the 20th century and the uh, global surface temperature is based on the air temperature data, land and sea temperature, which they said nowadays, you know, we have the satellite for backup, which makes it even more accurate. So, you know, I mean, they, they do quite a bit. And like, they, like Eric was saying, there's different things that happen, you know, with 
different weather events that occur like you know you have el ninos la ninos interruptions of volcanoes and stuff and i know there's another thing i don't know exactly what it is but there's an 11 year cycle something to do with the sun the way the sun moves every 11 years it kind of comes in and out and it kind of kind of change the effects on weather too and i've seen some graphs where you'll see it you can see the little variation but the temperature is continuing to rise and especially really heavy since about the 50s like you're saying around the industrial um, period that's when it really kicked up yeah and i mean when it comes to like what news organizations and newspapers publish like they might have stuff about you know like you said every 11 years it has to do with something with the position of the sun they come out with that and it's very confusing and bewildering to people and it kind of makes them think that maybe global warming isn't like an issue and it's not a problem it's just a natural thing the problem is is that they're taking it way out of context and they're not looking at the people that are studying this stuff and take that kind of stuff into account and still come out with these graphs and the understanding that global warming is a real thing and it is going to threaten our species if we don't do something about it. That's right. I know Eric's going to get into it a little bit later, but it's going to end up killing off all the shellfish. And then how are we going to send that way by eating those tasty little <laughs> shellfish when they're all gone? But um, I, I had a little bit of information. You know, they were Ask talking Mahoney. about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, zinger. He's put more in shellfish in his mouth. Okay, oh. so we know that um, wow. they have a little bit of information on, you know, how, like, we are pretty sure. This is one thing I, I kind of throw out. Um, they did a survey on about 1,400 scientists that are in the field of either, you know, um, atmosphere, um, climate, weather. That they have done either research within this or, you know, strictly pertaining to global warming issues, climate change, however you want to term it. And uh, of the 1,400 that they surveyed that have actually, like I said, done research in this field, 97% are completely believing in climate change and that it's man-made. 3% don't believe in it or they're skeptical about it. But usually of that, the higher percentage within that 3% is just they're not exactly sold on the fact that it's completely man-made yet. But they still believe in some type of climate change. So you'll hear that a little time like, oh, half of scientists don't even believe in this shit. No. The scientists who work in the field, like I said, they did serve at 1,497% are totally on board with climate change and it being man-made. And... um you know, a lot of it comes down to greenhouse gases. That's the thing you always hear. You know, everything's greenhouse gases. That's what we do. And basically, greenhouse gases, you know, they they trap heat in. the cli- And what happens is, like, inside of the Earth's, you know, protective barrier. And then the climate will respond, you know, to the greenhouse gases by warming the plant. That's all it comes down to is, you know, we release these greenhouse gases. They get trapped within our atmosphere. And then, you know, basically the rays don't, the sun rays don't get out. Um, when they bounce off the earth, so it warms up the thing. That's very simple terminology for it. Did you have anything on uh, greenhouse gases, Boggs? Did you get anything off the EPA site for that? I read over a couple of things, but I'll let you take it since you have the facts in front of you, you asshole. Oh, I love being prepared. So anyway, <laughs> I'm just fucking with you, dude. It's okay. I love you too, buddy. I mean, who else would fucking play guitar and sing about raping me if we didn't have you around, huh? Yeah, you pretty much. <laughs> so anyway, um, I kind of go over a little bit of the greenhouse gases thing and the emissions. Um, greenhouse gases are usually standard. The the ones that they name off the most are carbon dioxide, which are your fossil fuels that we burn, of course, every day. Uh, methane, which usually comes from agricultural activities or waste management. 
nitrous oxide, which is agricultural or like fertilizer use. So a lot of this, you'll see it has to do with farming and like pig and cow shit. That's where a lot of this shit comes from. Or uh, fluorinated gases, which usually come from industrial processes, refrigeration and the such. So the way it comes down to, they, they kind of broke this down where of the, um, the greenhouse gases, 57% are, that are put in the atmosphere are carbon dioxide. So that's where your fossil fuels come. That's why there's such a big push all the time for cleaner energies. You know, we need cleaner energies. And uh, the problem is there is no such thing as a really a clean energy. I mean, you could say nuclear is clean, but then you have the waste to deal with. And then there's always issues involved with that, you know, exterior from just the waste management. Um, coal, there's no such thing as clean coal. That's a fucking bullshit. is probably the best way to go. But there's not enough science in it. That Yeah, that's a new not one. Enough research. Um, natural gas still puts some emissions in there, and it's destroying our groundwater fracking look into it um there's i mean there's really no thing i mean you could say solar and wind but those alone aren't going to do it there has to be something else so right now the fossil fuels and then when you see developing countries like china and india and the such those they're developing so fast and they're using so much more fossil fuels because they're trying to industrialize and become like the united states which we use 25 percent of the fossil fuels every day so we're the biggest fucking murderer of their environment so energy su- of supply, which is like your fossil fuel stuff, that contributes 26% like, of the greenhouse gases. Industry puts about 19% in the air. And then agriculture is 14%. Transportation is about 13%. So you can see down the road. I mean, and all these usually are connected to mostly fossil fuels. And then with the farming ones, like I said, it's methane gases and shit like that. And your biggest offenders are, like I said, China, United States, India, Russia, Japan, and Canada. And it's not even, it's so fucking not even close. If you look at the breakdown of it, China emits about 23% of the global emissions in the air. The United States is 19%, which I think, if you look at it from a perspective of whether they have like 3 billion people or 2 billion people compared to our 300 million, <laughs> it's pretty yeah. fucking sad. And then pretty if you, much. so. I mean, it's ridiculous, and they're like I said, those are just growing, you know, day by day. You're seeing China and all them expand and just use more and more emissions, and that's one thing I said. The scientists all agree on the, they all agree on the greenhouse gases causing the problem. Like I said, there's just some of them the scientists won't admit that it's completely man-made, like it's us doing it, like it's going to happen regardless. That's their fucking thing, but it's a very small percentage. And Eric, I know you wanted to get into the. Um, like the, uh, the oceans and the warming stuff, there's a lot of good stuff with that. And I think that's going to be more important because you've seen like Sandy or Hurricane Sandy and the different aspects and weather. That's from the ocean. That's where we're going to have a lot of problems in the future. Absolutely. I mean, when you, I mean, if you look at any kind of global warming that is obviously real, you have to take into account the ocean. After all, it covers most of the earth. Obviously, we know that. But a lot of people don't understand how important ocean currents, ocean life is to our life. Um, Obviously, the biggest contributor is um, the fact that the ocean gives up anywhere between like 50 to 85 percent of our oxygen. I don't think people realize that, you know, because there's a lot of pushes for like, don't burn down the rainforests and stuff. But the main contributor to oxygen in your air is algae out of the ocean. Yeah, it comes from phytoplankton, which is this microscopic algae. Um, so 50 to 85% 
of this phytoplankton contributes to our oxygen levels. Now, if you come to the conclusion that we're having rising ocean, rising temperatures in the ocean, which is obviously happening, um, that creates severe problems for phytoplankton because they are evolved to the point of the temperatures that are not current now, but were current like probably 100 years ago. Um, and that's where the problem lies is. And that's why I was talking about the speed of it is the issue because it doesn't give these microorganisms and animals time to react to how fast the environment's changing. Evolution takes a long, long time and it's a very slow process. So it takes slow changes in order for them to adapt to those changes. So the fact that it's happening so fast, it's causing phytoplankton to condense into small little zones and areas and not be as widespread as they were. So we're seeing a rate of about 1%, and it's rising every year, that they're reducing. And that just means that much less oxygen being put into the atmosphere and that much more carbon dioxide staying in there. Because after all, they do suck up a lot of that carbon dioxide. Um, if you look at the absorption rates, uh, the ocean has absorbed approximately about 525 billion tons of carbon dioxide from the atmosphere. Uh, that's about one third of all of it. Uh, so that's a huge rate. So if you're thinking that 1% is reducing every single year and they take up a third of the carbon dioxide, that's a massive chunk. Uh, the biggest problem with this also is that it creates another problem. Uh, because of the impacts of global warming and because all that carbon dioxide is not being taken out, um, hydrographic surveys and modeling studies have revealed chemical changes in the seawater, which resulting in the absorption of carbon dioxide, lowering the seawater pH. If you've ever had a saltwater aquarium, which I do have currently, or anything else of the sort, you know how important pH is to not only the fish, but also the corals, and phytoplankton and other micro, uh, by, uh, bacteria and algae that lives in there. pH is crucial. Anybody who has a saltwater aquarium tests, tests their pH pretty much on a weekly basis because it has to be pretty precise. And if it fluctuates just like 0.2%, it fucks up everything. It winds up killing a lot of fish, winds up harming corals. You wind up having uh, microalgae that doesn't grow and all kinds of other shit. It's just absolutely destructive and then on top of that you also have rising temperatures which are also very crucial to corals <laughs> microorganisms and algae and life in in the sea so rising temperatures combined with ph combined with everything else it just creates a, a disastrous situation and what's even more troubling is when you start looking at how the ocean currents work uh, do you guys have any idea of how ocean currents work? The just, tides are lunar. Any any, <laughs> any clue? There Not you go. the tides, currents. There's Damn. a difference. <laughs> big, big difference. I've seen how they go before. I've seen like the chart where it shows well, them circling and you stuff. You have to think of it kind of as uh, almost like air. Heat rises and cooler lowers. So you have hot water that flows above. Once that hot water gets cooled, it goes down. And there are undercurrents and top currents and mid currents. And they pretty much 
run the world. <laughs> uh, all, all of our uh, weather patterns, everything is based off of these ocean currents. It, it, it has nothing to do with the fucking clouds because the clouds are created by the oceans. You know what the best thing about the currents were? They, they helped Nemo find his dad. <laughs> I don't know if you guys are aware. Find Nemo's dad, find Nemo. I don't know if you're aware of that. Mm. Dude, man, you fucked up that whole story. It doesn't matter. Nobody fucking cares. I'm just throwing it out there. Suck it. Put in your mouth. Okay. So, the big problem that we have with these ocean currents and the rising uh, water temperatures is, uh, obviously, glaciers melting. And you got to look at, obviously, the biggest chunks of glaciers you have. Obviously, Antarctica, Greenland, and the north. Um, when these big chunks of ice break off into the ocean, yes, they do cool the ocean. But they also cool ocean water that is a hot current. So, what happens when you collide with that hot current and cold water? What, what's it going to do? Make a thunderstorm. It's going to sink. Oh it's going to sink and stop that hot water from continuing its typical route, which is then going to turn into massive storms. You're going to have right? gr- Fuck you, Mike. You're going to have great flooding. <laughs> you'll have massive flooding in certain areas and then you'll have other areas that have massive droughts. And I always love the comment when people talk about, "Oh, you know, when it's a uh, like a cool day during the summer and they're like, Oh fuck gloomy warming. It's like, um, actually there's reason. <laughs> and right now, I mean, we're in winter technically and we're hitting like 70 degree weather. Yeah. Like it creates absolute havoc in our weather patterns because at, at, like I just mentioned, all of our weather patterns depend on the ocean's currents mm-hmm. and we're completely fucking that up by raising water temperatures, melting those ice caps and then those ice caps are hitting these uh, hot water uh, currents. We should have a song for every pop we have. <laughs> <laughs> right? And that was a pop during the show. <laughs> Distracted all the hosts and <laughs> fucked up everything. Yeah, we we're talking about, like I had, um, along with the, we- the, you know, the whole currents and stuff, we were talking about the weather heating up. You know, I had some facts here for the last year alone in 2012. It was the hottest year on record. We had 362 all-time record highs and zero all-time record lows last year. <laughs> so global warm my ass banner hmm. fucking year. I, so I can't remember that? where it was exactly, but I had the uh, stats on it. Where in the last we've had 20 of the hottest years since like 1980. Oh, God damn it! This is why I'm gonna be off. Is early 80s. And 10 of the last 12 years have been the 10 hottest years on record. And then last year was the hottest year on record since they've kept Damn. up. So, I believe it. Well, no, it's a fact, Eric. It's an EPA fact. So I do think we have any wrong. solutions to these problems, gents? <laughs> no, we don't. There's no solution. Uh, give up hope. You're all going to die. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's true because nothing's getting done about it. I mean, they've been talking about this. If, I, if we actually banded together and i know i say this every single time that we have like a big issue if we actually banded together as people and made it happen it would oh yeah people are lazy and complacent and they're well we have to have a solution for so how do you how do you bar yourself from fossil fuels first off we need to have further studies and more science going 
towards geothermal. Geothermal is huge. Yep. And it's going to be way cleaner, safer, and give us a shit ton of energy. But can I sing a song about it? Second off. Not yet. We need to focus on <laughs> localized alternative, en- alternate energies. We, we focus too heavily on just, oh, well, we, we just need to work on this, solar panels and what. Well, it doesn't matter if you have solar panels if you live in Seattle and it's cloudy 80% of the time. It doesn't fucking matter. What you need to do is say, okay, well, Seattle's next to uh, a fucking ocean, so it's probably got heavy winds. Maybe we need to put up a wind farm. You know, it's a good suggestion he made. Wind farms. Colorado's next to a lot of geothermal (laughs) sites, so Colorado's gonna have to focus on that. Texas has a little bit of everything. We have tidal currents, we have wind, we have geothermal. There's a lot of shit. Yep. Uh, what it comes down to is that we need to get rid. uh, Unfortunately, it means a migration of our large cities because these cities are very sparsely put and it had more to do with routes not necessarily the energy around the routes so some of the cities are kind of going to be fucked (laughs) but really that's what it comes down to and and i think the biggest thing that we can do right now because shit's not going to change like you said Mm. is no faith just do do your part to try and dampen your footprint yep like I was thinking about buying a new car, and it was, you know, I mean, it was going to be Humvee, pretty much just as efficient as my current car, but now I'm kind of going to go with a hybrid that gets at least 40 mpg, at least. Yeah, uh, I've decided against that, and I'm going to go with something. I don't, I don't give a shit what I look like when I drive it. I, I don't care. Get rid- I, I just know that I'll be, I'll be lessening my footprint in. From my current car. So you can be the one who says, I told you so, when everybody dies in a giant fiery <laughs> furnace? And I mean, that even goes with, you know, light bulbs. Like, some of my light bulbs in, in my place are uh, are uh, LED. I don't know, man. I only see a couple. You're well, kind of fucking the one, up. The one in my bedroom. You're kind of fucking up, dude. You don't give a couple shit about ones. the environment. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I also have a power supply where I can cut off... Uh, most of the electronics when I'm not at home, you know, the ones that constantly run because they have like a clock, like your TV and shit like that. I can turn that off. Um, there's there's tons of stuff that you can do to try and just help lower your carbon footprint. So I think that's the key right now is to try and do as much as you can. If you have a chance to ride your bike or walk to work, do that. Um, if you can carpool, Wear a do that. Wear a seatbelt. If you can do like I'm going to do once I save up a little money and buy a new uh, efficient car, do that. Um, Eric will give you rides as it's popping in the mic. Fuck these mics. So there's a there's a ton of stuff that you can do right now. Just to, just to lower it. Any little bit would help. Um, but the biggest thing that you can do right now is vocalize and say... I don't accept how we're going. I don't accept the pathway of this industrialism that we have. And we do need to change. And clean coal is not the fucking answer. Neither is natural gas. Neither is natural gas. Fossil fuels ain't doing <clears throat> shit for us. Well, I'll give you guys a glimpse into the future here. If we keep going the route we're going, these are projections. 
by, um, like I said, Oceanic Atmospheric Research. And I think they probably know better than anybody else what's going on, not some commentator on fucking TV or political junkie. Um, by 2100, that's the year 2100, for you kids out there, the average U.S. temperature is projected to increase by about 4 to 11 degrees Fahrenheit. Now, this is dependent on emission scenarios. So you have to go 4 is if we actually start doing something about it, 11 is if we continue at the rate we're going, and if we just kind of fizzle out about where we're at now, it'll be about the mid-range. So when I'm giving these, just kind of look at it that way. Um, average increase temperatures worldwide implies the more frequent to intense. So that's what I'm saying. That's with heat waves, you know, anything that can happen. El Nino's, fucking oceanic nightmares, whatever. For example... Areas in the southeast and southwest currently experience average of about 60 days a year with a high temperature of 90 or above. It says, if we keep going at these current rates by the end of this century, those days will double, actually more than double, to about 150 days a year of 90 degrees or above. So, you have to look for that, and the average day will be about 10 degrees hotter. So, have fun with that. Oh, you want to hear, here's a little thing about hurricanes and stuff, just for shits and giggles. Hurricanes in the Atlantic are, you know, because of the warming of the oceans, the, um, are scheduled to probably be about 6 to, the wind speeds from hurricanes will be about 6 to 18% stronger, and they can increase by about 8% a year. And so. look out for, like, hurricanes and typhoons that don't show up in normal places showing up. Yeah. <laughs> Get ready for that shit. The ocean currents will change, and people will be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and then talking about ice caps melting and all that kind of good doing stuff, they're saying that um, the sea levels will rise to about oh, yeah. two feet, is what they're saying. So basically... That's disastrous for places like uh, uh, Florida. Well... Yeah, it's going to be Finland. Bad. They gave you a couple yep. examples here. Now, two feet, they're saying globally. So that's an average. But they're saying in places like New York City, it'd be about two, 2.3 feet. Ooh. Virginia, 2.9. Galveston, Texas, 3.5. So, Holy fuck. Yeah. Yeah, that's bad. Well, I mean, it's Galveston. Who gives a shit? Fuck them. Wow. I mean, unless you live in Galveston, you know, you're a listener. We love you. Is, I'm sure. I'm I don't sure think we've got a Galveston, Who so gives a shit safe. about Finland? Whoa. Whoa, what the hell? Maybe you should listen to me. I said, that's probably what every Republican just said about, oh, oh. who gives a shit about Finland? <laughs> Actually, please break that Finland. persona, too. This is pro- you know part of us saying, like, you need to care about one another. That just doesn't stand true for our country. It kind of matters for our people. people or our shit. species. Yeah. True dat, homes. True dat. Everything. I think the biggest problem, and I was talking to Eric about this beforehand, is I got a little bit of stuff on this, is just the fact that kind of wrap this bullshit up is... You know, a lot of the things, you got so many people that are so skeptical about it. I think because, I mean, let's face it, where do people get their shit? They watch the fucking news or listen to the radio. Um, they did a study of media coverage, like during the election, because first of all, this topic was never brought up during the election. I mean, the total airtime from about, you know, the start of the end of the primary season to the election, you're talking about a six, seven month span. On MSNBC, they spent two hours and 41 minutes talking about climate change. That's three hours almost over about seven months. It's not a lot of time, but it's not too bad. <laughs> NBC, ABC, CBS, Fox, and CNN combined spent 51 minutes on it. Wow. And this is the shit that fucking made me insane. Um, they broke it down by percentages, like the print media, how much they put into it, television. On television, of the people talking to it, the percentages, only 6% 
that actually got on to speak to it were actually scientists that had any knowledge of really what the fuck they're talking about. Everybody else was either media personalities or political fuckers. Uh, In the print media, they only put out roughly about a hundred and no, there's wait, excuse me. 107 articles were written relating to it and six and 10 had false information that was not rebutted. And of the only 5% of those articles were written by scientists. So you have so many people who have no knowledge in what the fuck they're talking about. And they're the ones that are getting the TV time writing these fucking op-eds. Like for instance, you know, Mitt Romney wrote one and the whole fucking thing was bullshit and nobody debunks it. And, um, I know a couple of years ago they had the big climate gate thing with the emails that came out yeah. about the scientists, which Fox news ran like for a fucking year and they still bring it up anytime they're debunking climate change or they're making fun of Al Gore or whoever else. And uh, not only them, but NBC did stories on it, CBS, ABC, CNN, CBS, all of them brought those, these stories up on their nightly network news and used examples from it, which after the fact, the UK, um, cause this was in um, United Kingdom is where this story came out of the house of commons did um, an investigation on it and found no evidence showing that there's any deceptive data manipulation by the scientists involved. And that, it, I mean, it was kind of a made up scandal. So it was totally debunked. None of these agencies came back after the fact and said, Hey, you know, this information we put out was bullshit and we probably should have came back on it and said something. They just let it go. So everybody gets all this false information. They don't do the research themselves, but the actual scientists who are involved in this shit, like I said, 97% totally on board with it. But, you know, what are you going to do? People don't get out. They don't fucking learn the facts themselves. So what are you going to do, man? All right, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Eric. I'm Boggs. Intellectual saviors are chronic masturbators. Oh, we know that in the end you know is far. Yeah, we know because in the end you know he's far. Our God is Christian, is better. Write her all of Her face becomes fair Is that sweat I see She becomes giddy Intellectual saviors are chronic masturbators Chronic masturbation